630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. 20 seconds to go. Wrist shot saved Talbot. Rebound Tomlou Bupin. Wrist shot Martinez saved Talbot. Kopitar bangs it off the back of the head. 12 seconds. Wrist shot Martinez saved made by Cam Talbot. And here come the Oilers. 2 on 1 to win it. McDavid in for the left hand side. Dryside awaits. There's the center pass. Left timer home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. All right, lots to get to sports-wise tonight, but I do want to remind you that you're our uh, eyes out there when we have weather like this. So if you want to text 630-630, of course, for any uh, questions or comments related to Inside Sports, you are welcome to do so. Uh, but also Daniel Stilwell in our newsroom is going to watch the text line as well. So if there are any weather updates or, uh, you know, areas of the city or surrounding areas that you are in where it's getting bad or you want to tell people uh, something is coming or maybe they need to get, uh, get inside or find shelter, please uh, let us know because we're going to be keeping you updated on the weather throughout the evening as well. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chat. I got the Blue Jays game on the tube. It just started. We're just uh, one pitch into the game, so obviously no score between the Blue Jays and the Texas Rangers. Bob Stoffer is going to check in a little bit later on tonight. we got a Living the Dream segment with Michael Garnett, Western Canadian boy who uh, played a couple dozen games for the Atlanta Thrashers. Remember them? But he's carved out a pretty good career in Europe. In terms of the Edmonton Oilers, it will be an interesting next uh, about 28 hours or so. First of all, tonight, probably uh, in the next two to three hours, the uh, well, the NHL is unveiling jerseys for every NHL team. And uh, we do know that the Oilers are going to have uh, orange as their, jer- their home jersey now. The orange jersey, very popular over the last couple of years. Uh, it was brought in as an alternate jersey for the final season at Rexall Place and then it was brought back for the premier season at Rogers Place this past year as an alternate jersey because it was so popular and uh, then obviously it was the primary jersey in the playoffs now it will simply be the primary jersey it will not look the same the the striping is going to be a little different across the waist uh, but still uh, the classic uh, white and blue complementary colors to the orange. The uh, the blue is going to be a darker. Looks like it's going to go back to more of that midnight blue that the team used to wear during the copper and blue era. And and I know there's comments about there, uh, out there about uh, the, the collar. Uh, the, the, that white collar may or may not be there. I'm waiting to see if that's actually there. So anyway, there's one thing to watch tonight. Tomorrow, we got the uh, awards in Las Vegas. Connor McDavid is up for the Hart and the Ted Lindsay. The last Oiler to win the Hart Trophy, Mark Messier in 1990. Gretzky won it every year from 80 to 87. Todd McClellan is up for the Jack Adams as Coach of the Year. Only once has an Oilers coach been named Coach of the Year. That was Glenn Sather back in 1986. Peter Shirelli is up for GM of the Year. Uh, That is a relatively new award. No Oilers general manager has ever been nominated. So, of course, no Oilers GM has ever won it. 
The expansion draft tomorrow night. Vegas will name their team, or at least the 30 players they're taking from the other NHL teams. Will it be Reinhardt? Will it be Kara? Will it possibly even be Pouliot? I think it'll be Reinhardt. We'll find that out tomorrow night. Other Oilers news today. With the Wichita Thunder is the new ECHL affiliate of the Edmonton Oilers. They were with Norfolk the last couple of years. And two Oilers prospects have been invited to the Canadian World Junior Summer Camp. So there are uh, 42 invitees to that camp. Tyler Benson, the uh, center from Edmonton, and Dylan Wells, goaltender out of the OHL, both invited. The summer camp's going to be in Plymouth, Michigan this year. The, the uh, World Junior Tournament hosted by Buffalo starting on Boxing Day. So those are uh, some Oilers news and notes. 780-496-0063. We have Glenn on the line right off the top tonight. He must be eager to talk about something. What's going on, Glenn? Hi, Reed. How are you? Good. Uh, just wondering, I tried to uh, get into the um, Eskimo um, 7.30 to 8 o'clock last night. Okay. Uh, just a, a suggestion. Uh, you need to expand that. Um, uh, and you need to take calls from people. Um, but my question relates to if you were uh, watching the Calgary-Edmonton game, which is the only one televised so far, um, did you notice that the Calgary players were wearing a very short socks and no um, padding on you know, uh, the knee up? And... Um, you know, I'm just wondering if there's been a change to the CFL regulations regarding uh, their guidelines regarding equipment. Glenn, I have no idea, but I can try to find out, okay? Not to worry. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. 780-496-0063. You can also text uh, 630-630. And, uh, yes, someone texting in. These are, I don't know if I mentioned this. It is Adidas now doing the NHL jersey, so they're changing companies from Reebok to Adidas, hence this sort of uh, unveil. I, I think most of the jerseys will look pretty similar to what we uh, have seen in the past, probably some striping and detail changes. I don't know if anybody's going to make drastic color changes. But, yeah, and, there, and then here's the thing. There will be no alternate jersey for any NHL team this season. So you have one dark jersey and your white jersey so that's that's the significance of the Oilers going orange is that they will not have a blue jersey so uh, keep an eye on that as you see them rolled out tonight all right we're going to take a quick time out a, a lot of speculation about who the Oilers might get at number 22 Sam Cosentino CHL analyst for Sportsnet has his idea he's coming up This is Jordan Eberle from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. All right, got uh, some texts here to 630-630 that it is uh, coming down pretty hard in the Stony Plain area. Obviously, severe weather in the area. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports, but important to keep you updated on the weather throughout the show tonight. Daniel Stillwell in the 630 Chet newsroom. Daniel, is there a, a, a change here in uh, what Edmonton area is looking at, or what's going on? Yes, absolutely. It's actually a a severe thunderstorm warning now in effect for the city of Edmonton. That also includes St. Albert and Sherwood Park. Now, Environment Canada is saying that this they're tracking a dangerous thunderstorm here capable of producing damaging wind gusts. Those could be up to 100 kilometers an hour in some areas. Also, we could see some nickel-sized hail and heavy rain. So this you may, you're going to want to take cover if you're uh, 
if you're experiencing this where you are now this uh, line of thunderstorms it's coming from near calling lake just to west of edmonton and southwestwards uh, to rocky mountain house and it's moving eastwards so and this is coming at about 45 kilometers an hour so it's it's going to hit edmonton pretty soon here all right, Daniel, thanks for that. I know you'll give us more during the 6.30 news update. Much appreciated. It is 6.18 inside sports on 6.30. Ched, uh, Dave Campbell will be hosting here in Edmonton tomorrow. I'll be joining him from Chicago as we uh, will cover the uh, award show and the expansion draft and get you ready for the draft on Friday. And uh, a lot of draft speculation. And to talk about that, Sam Cosentino, CHL analyst on Sportsnet. He's all over the junior leagues. Sam, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, doing great. Looking forward to Chicago. Should be a blast, uh, and lots going on. All right, so I got to tell you something, Sam. I have never been to Chicago, so uh, you know it's for work. But I think I'll have at least some time to uh, take in the sights. And I'm not going to lie to you; maybe have a meal or two. But uh, let me ask you this: because you cover major junior hockey, I, I often ask uh, NHL guys their favorite city to visit. Do I dare ask Sam Cosentino his vav- his favorite CHL? city to visit oh yeah well Kelowna would be one and i and to be honest with you that'd probably be a lot on a lot of nhlers list right uh set up this great hotel across the street from the rink you're right in the water you want to play golf if you have some time you can do that you want to go skiing you can do that which i did when i was there in march um so that's a good restaurant like unbelievable spot and uh i would say on the other side of the country uh, I've enjoyed uh, going to Halifax. I really like Halifax. Same thing. Really good seafood place. One of my favorite restaurants in the country is there. Uh, and, and an awesome spot to, to just kind of, uh, you know, see what the maritime life is all about. All right. There you go. Good answer. Appreciate that. Sam, you uh, you did your mock draft on sportsnet.ca. And uh, Nolan Patrick, who for the last couple of years has been kind of the consensus number one, you got him going number two. How come uh, you got Patrick bumped down? And what can you say about Nico Heeshear, who you got bumped up to number one going to the Devils? Yeah, it's like a one and one A entry in a horse race. You know what I mean? You're you're getting two unbelievable players, no matter which way you look at it. And I think Heeshear's dynamic ability probably just edges him or nudges him slightly ahead. And then the fact that the injury issue. Has played Patrick here over the last couple of years, so there's there's a shadow of a doubt, if you will, there on that front for Patrick and the dynamic ability of of Heischer slightly, just slightly above where where Patrick is. So those two things combined have me taking um, uh, Heischer ahead, and that is, uh, you know, keep in mind if New Jersey keeps the pick. Right. Okay. I, I I like where you have Kale McCarr, the young man out of the Brooks Bandits. You know, I, I, everybody knows I, I worked in Lloyd Minster for seven years, covered the AJHL, mostly uh, Bonneville and Lloyd Minster, obviously. But Brooks has been a good team for a long time. McCarr set up to be the player taken the highest in the draft directly out of the AJ. I, I was able to interview him two or three uh, weeks ago. Very well-spoken, confident young man who, uh, you know, I thought was pretty honest in the assessment he gave of his own game. And uh, he said, you know, I can move the puck and I can get it up the ice. But like a lot of guys that age, they, they say they got to work on their on their defense, and he seems pretty focused to do that. Oh, yeah. I think he was awesome in our interview, too. And I think that showed well with national hockey teams and an assessment of himself when it comes to having some risk in his game and, and really I think that also would have appealed to a lot of NHL teams when you 
uh, especially when you look at where, you know, Nashville and Pittsburgh were with, uh, you know, more than one, quote, puck-rushing defenseman, if you will. I think that's kind of the nature of where the NHL is right now in, in its evolution. Uh, and so this guy really fits that bill quite well. And with that ability, he has the potential to be the most dynamic guy to come out of this draft, period, end of story. So, uh, you know, there's a lot to like about what Kale McCarr brings. I know some people have some concerns about being able to gauge uh, his proficiency based on him playing in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. I look beyond that. When you're that dominant in the league for two years, that says one thing. But when you're that dominant in the World Junior A Challenge, which he was this year for sure, and in the last two RBC Cups, uh, I think that's enough evidence for me to say that this guy's going to be a really good player. Sam Cosentino joining us on Inside Sports. You can go to sportsnet.ca to get his 2017 mock draft. There's a lot of these out there at this time of year. Sam, for the first time in a while, uh, there are, uh, you know, a dozen or more possible names for the Oilers at 22. I mean, I mean, they've been picking so high recently. Sometimes you could narrow it down to one guy. Uh, sometimes you could narrow it down to, to probably a choice of two that they would have. Not this year. We'll see who is available. Let's just have some fun and go with the guy who you have going to the Oilers at 22 out of the Spokane Chiefs, Kaylor Yamamoto, who I love you describe him as a, as a fearless player with a fun-loving attitude. How does, how does that translate on the ice? Yeah, well, I think he's the guy that, that off the ice teammates really enjoy, uh, you know, his company, his being around, his humor, his quick-wittedness. But I think that switch kind of turns when he gets on the ice. And for a smaller player, one of the things that you have to do is establish that you're willing to go to some of the harder areas on the ice, whether it be in the corner and take a check, you know, on the four check, whether it be getting in front of the net and trying to create some havoc there and using his good hand skills to be able to deflect pucks or track down rebounds. And then Yamamoto shown the ability to do that. And I think that's where you find that combination where you have a good character player loving teammates able to flip the switch once he gets out on the ice. You know, it's been interesting with the with the assessment of this. You know, it's been called maybe not the deepest draft. Uh, you know, we'll see, obviously know better in five or ten years for sure. But but is there is there a sleeper that's maybe going to go somewhere in the top thirty or forty to you, Sam? Where uh, you're kind of thinking, well, somebody's over. You maybe teams are overlooking this guy. You're, or you're saying to self to yourself, okay, maybe at seventeen, eighteen, he didn't light the world on fire, but he's got the attitude or the abilities that maybe at twenty four or twenty five, he, he's going to be more effective in the NHL than people think. Anybody fit that bill? I think Connor Timmins, the defenseman who plays with the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, uh, is a guy who put up uh, good points this year, 61, a, a plus 53. And the reason I would point this guy out is, I think in Sault Ste. Marie, head coach Drew Manister played an NHL system in which the, the, the puck possession, which you're seeing a lot more teams play now in terms of puck possession, and opposed to you know getting the center ice and then dumping that puck in and, and chasing it down, if they don't see an option in which they can carry the puck in, They'll circle back, regroup, get back into the neutral zone. Hopefully uh, something opens up. And if not, even take it a step further back to that inside their own zone to be able to regroup, regroup as long as they maintain possession. And the reason I'm, I talk about that system of play is I think for Connor Timmons, he's going to get into the National Hockey League and he's going to get into a system um, where it's going to allow to adapt quickly. A, the smart kid with good hockey, but B, when the system that you're playing currently comes close to the system that you're going to play in the National Hockey League, it allows for an easier transition. Now, by don't by no means do I think he's going to play in the NHL next year, but I think Sault Ste. Marie is going to be a team that continues that style of play 
And once Timmons is able to make that jump, it should be a pretty seamless transition. All right. Well, there's another guy to keep an eye on for sure. Sam, it's going to be fun. I, I know we usually run into each other at some point during the draft, so I, I look forward to seeing you and really appreciate your time here on Inside Sports. I know you're busy. Yeah, thanks a lot, Reed. Really appreciate the time, and I uh, look forward to seeing you in Chicago. That's Sam Cosentino. Canadian Hockey League analyst on Sportsnet, Kyler Yamamoto. Will he go to the Oilers at 22? A few mock drafts have him there. We shall see. All right, we are under a severe thunderstorm warning. I know we got some texts here. Strong rain and wind in the Wetaskiwin area. Windy and lightning by Devon. You can always text the weather updates to 630-630. They do help us out. Daniel Stilwell will have weather news coming up in about two and a half minutes. Bob Stoffer will check in from Chicago as well for a little more hockey chat. It's Inside Sports on Oilers Radio 630 Chat. Hi, this is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Alright, thanks for tuning in tonight. Hope you are in a safe spot or are looking to get to one again. We are under a severe thunderstorm warning. City of Edmonton, St. Albert and Sherwood Park and we'll keep you updated on that throughout the evening here on 630 Chet. Uh, I know we got another text here from uh, Wobman that they've had a big storm blow through that area. So yeah, it does appear something is coming to Edmonton uh, hitting Edmonton pretty soon. So we'll keep an eye on that for you. You can always text 630-630 again. Daniel Stilwell in uh, our newsroom has the text line open. My name is Reed Wilkins. It is Inside Sports. A lot of discussion about the uh, NHL draft, the expansion draft, uh, the awards, all that sort of fun stuff that's going to happen over the next few days. All the discussion here on Inside Sports presented by Nate's Computer Training Center. Enroll now for summer certificates and courses at nate.ca slash summerguide. That time of year where everybody gets to be a bit of an armchair GM. And speaking of the text line, uh, last last night was a heavy text night. Uh, not quite as many today. I think the weather is on people's mind as well. But uh, sometimes somebody will text me and say, well, I read this blog or, uh, or this guy in uh, Nashville wrote this. Uh, I'm not ignoring you. It's just I can't possibly respond to all of those um, because, you know, I think, I think the computer age is great. I think Twitter is great. Sports exists as a distraction, something we can talk about with your buddies, with people like me, with people like Stoffer, who's going to join us in about 20 seconds. Uh, but there's sometimes there's just so much out there and I don't know the credibility of, of of everybody involved and which rumor is is which because there's 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 so much out there. But hey, some of the, some of the blogging stuff is really good. Uh, I'm certainly open to reading the guys who are are, are good writers uh, and, and or are entertaining. And then there were guys like uh, Frank DeFord, the late great writer for Sports Illustrated, who just passed away on May 28th, who simply said, "Blogging is the pole dancing of sports journalism." This depends how you look at it. Bob Stoffer hosts Oilers Now every day, noon to 2 here on 630 Chet. Hey, Bob, thanks for coming on the show, man. What's up? Well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, the there's a thing now called The Athletic, and it uh, started here in Chicago. Uh, James Myrtle has taken over the Canadian affiliation. Their first spot is Toronto. And they got guys like Tyler Dello and James writing on that website. Uh, Craig Custance left ESPN to start up uh, The Athletic in Detroit. And it's long format writing. It's not 
uh, bait-and-click uh, writing. It's stuff that has real depth to it. Uh, it's not idea-stealing or let's take this quote and then I'm going to conject based upon what this guy had to say here, etc. It's going in, uh, you're doing you know significant uh, work in terms of the numbers, understanding the complexity of situations. And I'll give you an illustration last night. Um, Arthur Staple, who is he has been the most plugged-in guy on the Islanders for the last decade. He changed his story twice because that's how these stories work. They, they, they evolve and they move regarding what the Islanders were going to do moving forward, Reed. And the genesis of that has to do with the fact that the New York Islanders want a long-term commitment from John Tavares, and they've got to get that deal done. They need to know where he's at because he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the 2017-18 season. And so it's believed there's real urgency on their part to consummate a couple deals. And the two names that have been consistently mentioned, Reed, as you know, for the last month, who have been the two forwards that have been named the most linked to the New York Islanders for the last month? Well, Jordan Eberle's certainly been one of them, Bob. <laughs> and, and Matt Duchesne. And right. ironically enough, Matt Duchesne shares something in common with John Tavares and that is Pat Brisson as an agent. So, um, you know, because of that, there's a there's a thought out there that the Islanders uh, have, have brokered a deal with Vegas, and man, lots of broker deals believed to be in place. And the Islanders are in a position where apparently they're trying to cut cap space. They did some very strange things in terms of their protected list. I think we can agree on that. Mm-hmm. And they may have created a scenario where they have got a layoff on potentially four separate forwards and then they're going to turn around and deploy some of those assets on forward and defense to upgrade their team once they get past the expansion draft. So uh, could Edmonton be a part of that? I, I think there's a possibility that something could happen there. But, not, you know, these things are uh, – these situations are fluid. That's the other thing. And you get this. You understand that. But it is it is deep-level, deep level, deep uh, driven writing right now that you're seeing with that athletic website, you got to pay for that service. And Frank DeFord, I mean, he was he wrote in Sports Illustrated when it was a different time mm-hmm. when we, you know, when it wasn't about bait and click on websites. So uh, anyhow, for what it's worth, that's uh, there, there, there's an illustration of how the landscape changed with the New York Islanders over the course of an evening. Suddenly, you know, when that story initially went out, Reed, that the belief was that it was going to be Nikolai Kudelman. Uh, going for a number one uh, to protect a bunch of players. And then, no, and now it looks like it's Grabowski, which makes total sense. This, You know what's remarkable? is I'm in Chicago for the draft, but the story over the next 24 hours is all about what's going to happen in Vegas. And the fact that Vegas holds the keys to everything, Reed, it's quite... And they, they might not even be one of the biggest stories out there because Arizona's a story, the Islanders are... There's a lot going on around the league. Yeah, it's it's a fun time of year for sure. Uh, and you know, I was going through some of the Oilers storylines uh, earlier in the show. We got three guys, uh, you know, the coach, GM, and captain, all up for awards tomorrow. We'll find yeah. out which player the Oilers are going to lose. Then the uh, roster freeze ends Thursday morning, and and Everly's name continues to float out there. It's interesting too, Bob. I mean, we were wondering if uh, you know something could happen on Saturday with Jordan before the roster freeze. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm of the personal belief, Bob, and, and and a lot of it for me is, 
is just listening carefully to things Shirelli and and McClellan said after the season. Kind of the way they praised Eberle um, led me to believe they're making sure they portray this guy in the best possible light. I, I thought Todd, you know, was very um, quick to come on your show after the Drew Remenda criticism of practice habits to kind of say that he didn't feel that was the case. So it leads me to believe that, you know, they want to make sure that Jordan Eberle is being well-perceived, at least by the, the things coming out of the the Oilers management and, and coaching staff. It, it's just going to be fun. Like, I mean, we're going to be sitting, and I think fans will be sitting on pins and needles for an Eberle move. But here's the thing. Hall Larson happened between the draft and free agency, yeah. and you got to throw into it this summer. Peter Shirelli, and, and of course, it's, it's a no-brainer, uh, a big priority is uh, a new co- a new contract for Leon Draisaitl and an extension for Connor McDavid, which will obviously take effect for next season. But he can sign it this summer. Maybe those things happen July first, second, third, or fifth. Maybe the big Oilers trade this year is is into July, as opposed to being nestled in between uh, between oh. the draft and free agency. Yeah, that is a possibility. It's also a possibility, case in point, if it's the Islanders, that they have to have a resolution before that. So now we've also heard Darren Drager and Bob McKenzie in the past mention Colorado as a potential location uh, for, say, Jordan Everly. You know, last year I recall coming on from Buffalo with you, Reed, and I think I said there was better than a 50% chance that one of Division Hopkins or Hallman. Yep. Because I heard that was going to be the caliber of asset that needed to go. Um, again, these situations these situations are fluid. It can change. You can ha- you can have a discussion. You think you're going down the right path. I, I you know one of these days we're going to get some truth serum out with the general managers and find out just how difficult it is to make a deal. You know, I mean, you got players that get drafted that never got interviewed by the teams. Right. Griffin Reinhardt. Griffin Reinhardt never got interviewed by the New York Islanders and got drafted fourth overall in the draft. Um, so. There's a there's a lot going on. You mentioned the awards. I mean, that's, from an Edmonton perspective, there's two storylines tomorrow night because we do have a trade freeze. The first storyline is which of the three Oilers that are there representing the organization get their awards. You know, get the awards. And number two, uh, you know, which Oiler gets picked up? Because I don't believe. You put it this way: there's Bob McKenzie has mentioned six different teams that might have deals with Vegas. We might be looking at eight. I think Peter Shirelli said eight, seven or eight tonight. I don't believe Edmonton's one of those eight teams. So that means the Oilers are going to lose somebody. So there's two storylines in the immediacy tomorrow. And then what happens moving forward, who knows? I mean, I think the team's going to – I think they want to make a pick at 22. And I think they'd like to take it forward. So it's, it's going to be a whirlwind. When do you get in here to Chicago, by the way? I'm there tomorrow afternoon, so I'll be uh, doing. Uh, well, Dave will host Inside Sports, but I'll be on with him for uh, most of the show, and we'll be following the awards and the expansion draft as well. So that'll be cool. Uh, and I got our always we already got a recommendation on the text line that I should visit Giordano's Pizza. So thank you to whoever texted well, that in. Right, <laughs> right next, very close to uh, where the Oilers team hotel is. By the way, do we know for are we where are we Thursday? Are we in? the uh, United Center, or are we doing a show for the hotels? Uh, I think you might be in the United Center, and Brendan is hosting Inside Sports from Studio, but again, I'll be on with him through most, throughout uh-huh, most of the show. Uh-huh, that's a wily, cagey move on your part there, buddy. I guess. <laughs> no, no one's ever been accused, accused me of being wily or cagey before, Bob. Thanks. <laughs> and, and relative to our crew, you're actually the inexperienced rookie of the three of us, but uh, that's pretty good to get Brendan to host the show. 
So what I'm saying to you is we'll see. I mean, I think that, you know, Peter Shirelli thinks there's been seven or eight deals made, and that's his quote. You know, that I don't know if you ran any of the audio. We got it coming up. Yeah. We got Shirelli, McClellan, and McDavid coming up from Vegas. We got we got it all here. Uh, text to 630-630. Do you think a team with deep pockets when it comes to a salary cap presents an offer sheet to Leon that the Oilers couldn't possibly match? Uh, well, no. he No, yeah, yes, no question. I, and, I mean, Shirelli was asked about that in his off-season, uh, end-of-season newser, and he basically said that wasn't too much of a con- concern. And I, I think, I think just think the Oilers would match, you know, whatever it turned out to be. Yeah, no, I, I would fully expect them to be able to match. All right. Bob, I, I know you've had a long day, and uh, you've had some travel and stuff, and there's a lot going on. So I'll let you get back to uh, whatever great. you're doing in Chicago. I hope it's a great night. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. This was awesome. You're the best. See you later, bud. Bye-bye. All right. That's Bob Stoffer checking in, host of Oilers Now, noon to 2 every day here on 630 Ched, and uh, the uh, analyst on our Oilers broadcast with Jack Michaels doing the play-by-play. It is 645. We are keeping an eye on the weather tonight. And uh, Edmonton remains under a severe thunderstorm warning. I don't have a great view of outside from here, but what I can see, I do see some uh, trees shaking pretty good in the wind. Uh, It's fairly dark, Reed. My window here, it's fairly dark, yeah. Got a text about eight minutes ago, severe wind, hail, and rain in the Villeneuve area. So, yeah, it is rolling through the capital region for sure. Uh, We'll keep you updated and uh, more on the news at 7 with Daniel Stilwell. Here's what we have coming up. We do have comments from McClellan, Shirelli, and McDavid as they're in Vegas getting ready for the awards tomorrow night. We'll also talk to uh, Victor Valamaki, local mixed martial arts fighter with memories of his friend Tim Haig, who died after that boxing match on the weekend. All coming up on Inside Sports. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Ched. 4-0, Texas leading the Blue Jays in the top of the third. Your scoreboard is presented by Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, visit crystalglass.ca. Don't forget, you can hear the first round of the NHL draft on Friday. We'll start at 4 o'clock here on 6.30, Ched, and then rounds 2 through 7 on Saturday morning with coverage starting at 7. Saturday night, Eskimos season opener. Countdown to kickoff at 6.30, kickoff at 8, Eskimos at Lions. Going to be a fun weekend here on 6.30, Ched. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, this text texter says, I will be uh, reading weather text tonight just to keep everybody updated. This texter says, 30 kilometers east of Sherwood Park at Antler Lake. Rain and a bit windy, but nothing crazy. So that's east of Sherwood Park. And a hockey text, this person says, I think trading Everly would be team draining and not team building. He was one of their better players through the bad times. I think he deserves an honest retry for another season. The man who will make that decision, Peter Shirelli. This interview courtesy EdmontonOilers.com and Shirelli commenting on discussions about player movement. I think there's been a lot of talk. I think I think the, the, the managers, um, I think there's an, ins- an instinct to think that you, you better do something and, and to call Vegas and call George or Kelly. Um, you know, there's there's seven or eight teams that I think made deals with them, and and uh, and then the rest kind of just falls into place. I know 
I know they've been working and talking with Kelly and George the last couple of days. They've been going pretty good, but um, you know, there's a freeze now, so really there wasn't much going on other than through Vegas. So I would imagine it will pick up. Um, I guess this free, freeze lifts tomorrow. Is it tomorrow at 10 Eastern? Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Oh, that's right. Tomorrow evening is is the release of the roster on Thursday morning afterwards. Do you know where you stand? Yep. Feel comfortable? Uh, I mean, as comfortable as I can. Yeah. What's it been like as a GM? To, I don't think you've ever gone through this. Has it been fun? Is it just a lot more to chatter? Well, it's it's um, it, it's not it's not top of list for us. It's it's on the list. I mean, I know for some teams it was just where their players, their age of their players, and and uh, and their protect uh, situations. Um, it's been different, so I guess it's been there's a vari sense of variety there to it. Um, just another kind of piece to the uh, puzzle when you're trying to map out your roster for the coming years, that's all. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. A <laughs> lot? I, I think the same, or maybe, maybe not as much as other teams, but I've, I've talked to both Kelly and George, sure. Do you think there'll be a lot of movement around the league leading up to Friday night, just once that, that freeze lifts? Or? Do you have a feeling on? I, I don't know. Like, um, I, I, I think maybe what the expansion has done is it's it's maybe sparked us to just kind of get a jump start in the, the, the normal discussion. So maybe I, I feel I, it's I feel it's the same every year. I you know not to sound mundane or anything, but um, so maybe maybe. Peter, what does it mean for you to be here and, and be part of this awards and, and be recognized after putting this Edmonton team back uh, in the playoffs and, and making some progress? Well, I, it's an honor and, and uh, one to be selected by your, your peers and by, by others, but by your peers uh, to be in the same company as, as, as David Poyle, uh, uh, you know, who's been a terrific GM for a long time, and Pierre Dorian is an up-and-coming GM, so it's an honor. I mean, it's you know, it's a reflection of our our, our team. But, but you know, I was obviously part of putting it together. But our team, our coach, our players. So it's you know, it's a it's a good few days. All right. So there's Peter Shirelli in Las Vegas. He's up for general manager of the year. He says, well, yeah, sure. I've had discussions. Sure, I've talked to Vegas. Uh, and as he kind of said, it's it's just part of his. Uh, his normal routine at, at, at this at this time of year. Uh, obviously, the trade freeze, as he mentioned, gets lifted on Thursday morning. So we'll see if the Oilers jump in and do anything right away, or they might wait a little bit. Bob Stoffer was talking about you know other teams that uh, maybe might be more eager to get involved or might start dominoes falling when you look at Colorado or the New York Islanders. So uh, a lot of fun wait and see for hockey fans over the next couple of days. Uh, some calls into our control room here the storm uh, really starting to hit west edmonton so we're looking at it likely moving across the city here uh i don't know if daniel's in the newsroom there daniel can you hear me i think he's getting his newscast ready but we do have a uh, severe thunderstorm warning in effect for edmonton st albert and sherwood park uh, a dangerous thunderstorm is being tracked, capable of producing damaging wind gusts up to nickel-sized hail and heavy rain. Wind could gust up to 100 kilometers per hour. 
So uh, be safe if you are out and about, or maybe you just might want to wait until this blows over because it's pretty dangerous stuff moving through right now. Inside Sports on 630, Chet, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Uh, good to get some comments from Peter Shirelli on the show. How about this young man? Courtesy EdmontonOilers.com. He's up for the heart. He's up for the Ted Lindsay. It's Captain Connor McDavid. Connor, just having yourself and Peter and Todd here, just how much of a testament is that to the, the season you guys had and the, the huge jump you guys made this year? Yeah, I think it's a testament to, to both those guys and, and you know, the kind of work they've done. Um, you know, Todd's system is, is one that uh, maybe took us a little bit of time to, to learn, but once we did, I think you saw what how successful it can be. And, and Peter... Um, you know, pulling the trigger on some some pretty difficult deals and and you know having them work out and um, you know just uh, it's a credit to those two. Big honor for you to be back here again this year and up for two awards, getting one for sure and then potentially two more. Yeah, it's it's such an honor, but I think the most thing you know I'm here, but I think the thing that I think about all the time is, is how lucky I am to be able to play with the with the guys I do and 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 the team that I have around me around around me and. Um, no, it's, it's so special to, be able to play with those guys. And the company that you're with in these two awards with Sergei Bobrovsky, Brent Burns, and Sid for both of those, just how does that kind of make you feel? To yeah, it's, it's pretty guys? surreal. Um, it's, it's very surreal to, to think that I'm up for league MVP with you know, Sidney Crosby and Brent Burns and Sergei Bobrovsky. I think uh, those are guys I kind of grew up watching, and, and um, it's a very Ladies big honor. Please take your seats. And, uh, Peter, just again, being in Vegas for another time, having... What have you been up to, having some sights yeah. and sounds and all that? Uh, I mean, I haven't done done too much. We went to the Grand Canyon today uh, on a little helicopter tour. That was really cool, something I enjoyed. Uh, a little top golf, and other than that, uh, I'm just going to hang out. I have a bunch of family here, and it'll be good to get to experience that with them. All right, Connor McDavid in Las Vegas. Trevor texting 630-630 says, Reed Lucic was a bigger disappointment in the playoffs than Eberle from what I saw. He turned the puck over way too much. Not sure why all the focus is on Ebbs. Uh, Trevor, pretty simple. Lucic, uh, no movement clause and only one year with the Edmonton Oilers. And he signed long-term. Jordan Eberle's uh, contract getting near the end. And uh, maybe you were disappointed with Lucic. At least he scored a couple goals. Eberle did not. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. 630 Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.